0: And welcome to Technology Tap. This is Professor J Rod. I want to wish all my listeners a happy new year. Hope you have a safe and prosperous new year and you get everything that you wish for this year. On this episode, we're going to talk about helpful hints for passing the CompTIA A-plus exam. And how's everyone doing? All right, this is Professor J-Rod. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of the CompTIA exams. So on this episode, we're going to talk specifically about the CompTIA A-Plus exam. The CompTIA A-Plus exam is a vendor-neutral entry-level exam that is highly sought by individuals who are starting into the computer field and people who are thinking about Changing careers. You know, the government loves this exam. And not only this exam, you know, Network Plus, Security Plus, all these CompTIA exams. Also, a lot of employers like this exam. I know Spectrum, uh, Altis, the cable companies, they love these exams. If you get A-plus certified, Network Plus certified, and you work for these companies, they will actually give you a raise for... Uh, getting these certifications, and of course, there's a lot of other companies out there that is a requirement for unemployment is to get your A+. Now, in order to get your A, in order to become A+ certified, you must pass two exams. It's the 10001 and the 10002. You have to take and pass both exams in order to become A certified, A+ certified. Taking one exam. It's not going to make you A plus certified. I call it A minus, right? And these exams are not cheap. You can buy them from CompTIA. I think they're about $266 each exam. So you are investing a lot of money for these exams. So you kind of really have to study, right? Um, And we'll go over some steps. I'm actually thinking of, expanding this this might be just part one of many alright so here we go the 10 is the first exam that you take this exam has a 90 minute time limit it has a maximum of 90 questions and you usually get three types of questions you either get multiple choice where you pick one or more than one has your answer drag or drop when you match objects to a diagram and what they call performance-based or a lot of you may know it as simulators. These are hands-on troubleshooting scenarios where you have to perform a series of steps or commands to resolve a situation. In order to pass the 1001, you need a passing score of 675 out of 900, which is about 75%. And the domain that I cover in these exams are mobile devices, networking, hardware, virtualization, and cloud computing, and hardware and network troubleshooting. I was thinking maybe we could do a podcast on each domain. I don't know. I'm going to think about it. So once you sit down and you take this exam and you pass with a score of 675 or higher, you are one exam away from taking from being a plus certified and believe me guys do not ever attempt to get a 900 out of 900 nobody and i mean nobody cares what your score is right nobody cares if i get a 700 and you get a 705 we're both are getting certified doesn't matter so nobody asks for your score so do not try to go for 900 I guarantee you you will fail the exam if you try to get them all right all right once you take the 1001 it's on to the 1002 this exam has again 90 minute uh, time limit has a maximum of 90 questions multiple choice you pick one or many drag and drop and your simulators on this one though you need to pass it goes a little higher. You need to pass 700 out of 900, which is about 78%. And the domains that are covered in, in this exams are operating win, uh, operating systems, Windows, Mac, and Linux. You have some security, software troubleshooting and operational procedures. Um, the one thing that I like about the Comp exam, it kind of sprinkles a lot of things in this exam, I'm of the belief that if you, before you take any other CompTIA exam or CompTIA course, take the A+. Plus. Because I think 50% of network is in A+, plus and about 30% of security is in A+. Plus. And if you learn it now in A+, plus, that's less stuff that you have to learn. I have students who come to my classes. Uh, I teach on the weekends at a technical school where we do A+, uh, Network Plus, and Security Plus, who have no computer background, and they just come and take the Security Plus course. Most of them end up dropping out because they don't understand what's going on, right? When you start talking to them about certificates and TKIP and stuff like that, they have no clue. Um, I kind of warned them in the beginning, you know, if you don't have any computer experience, this may not be the class for you. What kind of book, what's the best book that you can get to study for these exams? I'm actually a big fan of Mike Myers. He has his all-in-one CompTIA a certification book. I find that this book is easy to read. Most of the chapters are not very technical. There are one or two chapters that I'm not a fan of. It is not a perfect book. There are some issues with it. But for the most part, it is solid and is perfect for someone who's changing careers and is not really too technical. So that's the Mike Myers all-in-one CompTIA a certification exam. What kind of videos can you watch? Can you go to YouTube and watch videos? You can. Um, I'm a big fan of Professor Messer's YouTube channel. And if you don't know who Professor Messer is, he's the guru of CompTIA. And his videos are a great supplement to any course or class that you take. He does have this one thing where he does like an exam prep uh, class. And a lot of times it's live. He's usually done live. And it's let's say if you're seeing the video later on. It may be an hour and a half. And he would only get through eight questions. And it might take him 20 minutes to answer one question. So you see a, a question on the screen and you know the answer is B. Well, who go through A, C, and D and tell you why it's wrong? And it's great, again, for some people who are not, you know, who are looking to change careers, not very technical, never took a class before, right? You might, you know, you're just going to use Professor Messer as your, as your course. That's great. But when you've taken all these courses and classes you kind of want the answer right away you don't want to wait 20 minutes and then get and then get to the answer i find that to be a little bit frustrating and he also has these study notes if you want some material to supplement that on his website you can buy his study notes they are excellent source if you need a quick reference or a quick peek at an answer i highly recommend it matter of fact professor Messer's study notes for security plus is about 60% of the exam I just used that just to study for the exam for the security plus was Professor Messer's study notes. Um, as my uh, ninth grade or 10th grade science teacher called, it is called used to tell me it is called studying. right You have to study for these exams. And once you take the exam, You have to make sure that you read each question fully. Don't rush. If you finish the exam in less than an hour, you probably failed the exam. Because that means you're not going through it. And if you've taken any of my classes, and I I always tell you, you finish in half an hour, you finish in 40 minutes, you're probably going to fail when you take my practice exams. You're probably going to fail. And most of the times they do. Why? Because these are not your normal questions. These are not questions that you are used to taking in school. Right? Who? When was the Declaration of Independence? July 4th, 1776. They, for the most part, they don't have those type of questions. Most of these questions are cognitive questions that make you think. Um. Though I do find that if you read the question, and I mean really read it, you will find either the answer in the question or you're able to eliminate at least two choices. Now, every now and then you are going to have some questions straight up, you know, straightforward questions. Like what is the port number for Telnet, right? Which is port number 23, yeah, you are going to have questions like that. There's no there's no doubt about it. But for the most part, you are not. You are not going to have questions like that. For the most part, you're going to have a question like this. This is a typical question from the CompTIA A-plus exam. A technician receives a call that a client's PC is not booting after recent tests of the building's backup generators. When a technician arrives, it is discovered that once powered on, there is no output display or post beep codes. Furthermore, after 15 seconds, the system's fans begin running louder and faster. Which of the following is most likely the issue? A. The motherboard was damaged by the power test. B, the PC RAM was affected by ESD. C, the power supply was damaged and is non-functional. D, the hard drive was erased due to the power test. Now, I'll give you 10 seconds to think about it, and tell me what you think your answer is. All right, that's 10 seconds. Okay, so I, I don't know if you noticed something. I actually purposely read it quickly, right? Because this is how we normally read it in our minds. So I'm going to read the question again, slowly. A technician receives a call that a client's PC is not booting after recent tests of the building's backup generator. When a technician arrives, it discovered that once powered on, there is no output display or post beep codes. Furthermore, after 15 seconds, the system's fans begin running much louder and faster. Which of the following is most likely the issue? Now, let's take that question and break it. First thing you have to do is you kind of have to look for keywords when you get a, this type of question. And one of the keywords it's right at the end. Which of the following is most likely? the issue it's not telling you this is definitely is going to be the answer it says which most likely so that you have to have it in your head and by the way if you are a uh, a tech bef- uh you're a tech and you've been working in technology for a while and then you decide to take your A plus exams you got to get rid of some biases that we have right that's another that's for another podcast but let's look at the four choices the motherboard was damaged by the power test. The PC RAM was infected by the ESD. The power supply was damaged and is non-functional. And the hard drive was erased due to the power test. So now what happened here? We're saying that a technician got a phone call that the PC is not booting after they did tested the building's backup generator. So here is where you have to read. When the technician arrives, it's discovered once powered on that eliminates number c or letter c the power supply was damaged and is non-functional because right there it's telling you once powered on which means the power supply is working right and it also tells you there is no output display or post beep codes if there are no post beep codes, what does that mean? What can you what can you uh, surmise from that? Well, the PC RAM was affected by ESD. You can eliminate that. Why? Because if the RAM was infected, was affected, you will get beep codes, post beep codes. As soon as you turn on the PC, it will stop making noise. Dun, 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 that the RAM was damaged. So we eliminated B, we eliminated C. So now we left that the motherboard was damaged by the power test or the hard drive was erased due to the power test. Now, which out of those two, which is the most likely the issue? And the answer for that is A, the motherboard was damaged by the power test. Right? That's, the, that's your answer. But you see how you have to take the question and kind of dissect it, right? Go through it bit by bit and have the ability to look at the question and eliminate suggested answers. That's the whole key for your A-plus exams. A-plus is the one... I Network Plus and Security Plus have this too. But for the most part, A-plus, you can definitely do this on an A-plus exam and be very successful and pass. This you, If you follow this method, you will pass. But at the end of the day, you have to dedicate time to study. Because no one is going to take the exam for you. So you got to make sure that you study the just study study and study. Write things down. Read the book. We read it. That's how you pass this exam. Anyway, uh, I want to start off the new year right. So, guys, I have merch. Um, I actually purchased mugs that has the podcast logo. So, and I want to give two mugs away on this episode if you answer the following question um, the first two people who email me at professorjrod at gmail.com will get a mug i will make you a mug with the podcast logo it's really nice all right here's the question which three protocols use the same Port number. Which three protocols use the same port number? The first two listeners who get the right answer, I will contact you via email. You will give me your address, and I will mail you the school uh, Professor J Rod podcast mug. And that's all the time that we have for today. I, again, once again, appreciate each and every one of you. Have a safe and wonderful new year. Stay safe, wear a mask, and be nice to each other. This has been a presentation of Little Cha Cha Productions. I like to take thank the following people. Art by Sarah. Music by Jekin Core. You can follow me at... Uh, Instagram at Professor J. Rod. You can email me at Professor J. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Thanks.